this next story is one of those ones where you think, uh, why didn't we do this earlier? Uh, so nice to see it's uh, moving ahead now. Uh, registered sex offenders in Ontario would not be able to legally change their name if a bill that's before the legislature passes. The legislation jointly introduced by Progressive Conservatives Laurie Scott and Laura Smith is all but ensured passage uh, given uh, their party has the majority in the legislature and the party supports it. Uh, the legislation would see anyone on Ontario's sex offender registry unable to change their name legally, including people convicted of child pornography, sexual assault, and sexual exploitation. This is something that first came around a couple of years ago, but the uh, progressive conservative MPP who brought it forward uh, do not get it passed in time before the uh, 2022 election. Uh, MPPs Lori Scott and Laura Smith join us now to talk about this. Uh, thanks to you both uh, for your time today. Thank you very much for having us on your show. Uh, so, Lori, maybe if we could start with you, how did this come about? Well, uh, we saw other provinces take this step after our colleague Christina Midas had brought it forward. And it is uh, quite shocking, I think, to most of your viewers and, and my, ourselves, the fact that uh, you could have a a person convicted of a violent sex offense, uh, able to change their name uh, to a new identity even before they leave the jail. So we're like, that can't happen. Uh, sex offenders, you know, they should not be given the chance to hide from their criminal past. So we want to put an end to it so that they don't have the opportunity to go on with a different name and go into our communities and lead a life as in nothing happened. And, of course, when you change your name, it's not as easy to find out your past history. So if a neighbor uh, suspects and wants to know more about uh, someone that's uh, moved into the neighborhood, it's very hard to search. So it's an extra protection uh, for especially our children. These are violent sex offenders that, you know, Laura will discuss the recidivism rate um, that does happen with sex offenders of this kind. The most uh, you know, famous example of this, maybe well-known example of this, is Carla Homolka. I want to get into the recidivism in just a sec. Uh, Laura, just in terms of how this works in other provinces, how does it work there? How might this bill work here? Is it pretty similar? Uh, yeah, it, it should be similar. So not to get into technical, but there's a registrar uh, in Ontario. It's called the Gazette. And uh, in Ontario, uh, it's a provincial piece of work that's a lot, a lot of papers. So uh, if someone changes their name, uh, it's gazetted. But the average citizen is not going to go through pages and pages of gazettes to, you know, see if uh, uh, their neighbor is somewhat suspect. So basically, it would uh, put into policy that the registrar of the province will not allow someone to change their name if they've been convicted of um, a sex offense against children, which are listed on Christopher's Law, which is the sex offender registry for children. So, Laura, in terms of uh, the impact this could have, what could the impact be in terms of uh, those uh, who have, who do find themselves on the, the sex offender registry and how often they do uh, tend to reoffend? Well, so, and thank you for the opportunity. Um, as a mother, this hits pretty hard. Children are literally broken after these crimes. Many of the survivors struggle to regain feelings of independence and safety, uh, which is why uh, both uh, Lori and, and myself feel, and the caucus feel so strongly about this. There, there can't be any tolerance for sexual assault. So circling back to the reoffender rates, recidivism uh, is about 35% 
within 15 years, which is a staggering amount. Uh, and so our goal is to close up this loophole. You know, a, a new name, uh, as Lori mentioned, provides an opportunity for a new life. And this is something that their victims will never have. So we're working very hard to make sure that our efforts go towards the victims and not the offenders. You both have, uh, you know, a history with child protective services, working in the child protective service. Has that informed either of those experiences, uh, this legislation? I can I can speak to that absolutely. Uh, you know when I talked about when I talked about the broken children, the, these were part and parcel of files. So uh, I can really speak to the fact that uh, the right the right to change one's name just can't be abused. And closing this loophole will strengthen our government's zero tolerance to this sexual assault and those who commit them, uh, as well as our commitment to the survivors and to the families and to the groups that support them. And as mentioned, this will stop the Carla Homolkas of the world from becoming Leanne Teal. Uh, so, Lori, uh, what happens next? This has been put forward. What's the, sort of the schedule? When could this theoretically become law? So we introduced the bill last week. We will debate the bill, which is called Second Reading, on November the 14th. Uh, we have indication that it will receive all party support and then it will go to committee uh, just for any deputations of the public or anyone that want to come forward uh, to make changes. Then it would come back uh, for third reading and hopefully royal assent, which means it becomes law. So uh, we'll just have to see what the House schedule is for committee. But we know November 14th we're going to be debating this bill in the legislature. Uh, we will follow with interest. Uh, good to see it come forward. Thanks to you both uh, for doing that and for uh, joining us today. Thank, Thank you, you so much. That yeah. is uh, Progressive Conservatives MPPs, uh, Laurie Scott and uh, Laura Smith.